Hey, we're here. What? Oh, out of control. Hey, Doug. Hey, yep. King. Hey. Oh, hey. we're back in the mud pit. <laughs> we went to Chicago. Midwest mixtape. Scotch mist. Anniversario. Puerto Rican food. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. I can't. Heel turn that. radio. Episode one eighty four. Where's the beat? It's great to be back in the button. It's nice to feel. Good. Yeah, King, we're here. Douglas we're here. There's beer. Get Deal with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. It's yeah. I've heard it both ways. It's kind of iconic. Okay, so I'm not iconic, but you know what it was? Are you joking me? <laughs> that was a really good Australian. That was really, it was really good. That's why, it was that's why I play it to Baxi. Yeah. And everybody will know because the women's tag belts have been treated so well in WWE. But on to something that I'd actually like to talk about, because that hurts my heart. Uh, the Midwest Mixtape. Independent Wrestling TV. Typically we go down to Chicago for a double shot of Anniversario, or sometimes the season finale. Uh, got a split show, White Oak near Pittsburgh, the night before, and then in Chicago. So the afternoon was awesome. Like eight promotions doing showcases. Uh, should we just, should we just run, run yeah, it down? Probably like we, yeah, go through the car. It's a crazy. Wow. Uh, first off, commentary, Dave Prezak, Dylan Hales, and, uh, Shara Shockey. Are you gonna, are you okay, buddy? Dude, I sent that toe toast. That's <laughs> how I feel. Stroke? I feel toe toast. <laughs> yeah, because Ace Steel came out. I felt like I was seeing things, taking on Eric Cannon. Yeah, that was really, really great. That was a fantastic match. Except for the very end. Uh, was a scary, Tiger scary moment. Yeah, that was a uh, oof, man. That uh, that A Steel looked great. The whole match, Tiger Driver ninety one or Tiger Driver period is a hard move to pull off, and he did drop Cannon right on his melon. Oh, um, Cannon tucked though. Do you feel like? I feel like one of the songs for sure uh, uh, on the Midwest mixtape was like "Protect Your Neck." Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like man, there were, a, there were a lot of just bonds. like <laughs> a lot of pile drivers. Yeah, I yeah, I anticipate like we were on I think hard cam side, so I assume like there's a lot of us like <laughs> most of the show is just us grimacing as people are dropped on their head. Yeah, over and over. You know what? do you think, Douglasy? I don't. I I didn't know who Ace Steel was. He seemed what? He seemed decent enough. We gotta remember, Doug is original. My original name was Casual Doug. Casual Doug, like the sex. As in, he had only casually watched WWE as a child. Oh, okay. I always thought that that just was kind of like we were kind of friends, but only casually. Wow. No. We were hardcore friends. Oh, okay. We were. We were. Why wasn't my name like Hardcore Beard then? I don't know. 
it is now. Heel Turn Radio, episode 194 with Hardcore Beard. So what did you think of uh, <laughs> of Ace Steel? Get a chance to see a guy that you know was a huge stalwart of the independent movement you know, for a long time. I mean, do you want any background, or should we just? Oh look? no, he's good. He he looked he <laughs> looked fine. he looked more like a wrestler than most indie wrestlers nowadays. It's fine. I'll Google it later. <laughs> it's casual. Yeah, it's That's right. He, he's, he's he's a dude. I don't know him. He's yeah. not my favorite. Cannon's your favorite. Well, I actually have seen Cannon wrestle before, so I like him more. And my oh. wife was wearing his T-shirt, so yeah. Also, it's Cannon. So yeah, it's Cannon. I love Pop Pop. That's good. Nailed it. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was one of the better matches, like technically, of the. Yeah, it was day. a very good match. It told a really good story. I kept it toy, like a toy gun. It's true story. Yeah, the beginning had like lots of like arm stuff, right? <laughs> Rolling around on the ground. <laughs> lots of arms. Yep. Stuff. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. They um, they, <laughs> they did it well. I was in. Sometimes those spots get boring for us casual fans, but they did a good job. I was entertained by it. They told I, a good story. I really enjoyed your arm stuff. Arm stuff. Arm stuff, champ. I was into it. Yeah. Uh, picked it up from there. I oh, So I'll say, I think that's the first time I've seen A-Steel wrestle live since ROH yeah. started, like, reborn in the St. Paul Armory. So it was kind of a treat to see him live again. Uh, teaming against Eric Cannon was also, uh, I mean, that was pretty awesome. And I didn't know he was even still active at all. Yeah. So good for him. He looked amazing, like, in shape. Yeah, he was. He was so yeah, in shape. Is is he Garrison Creed's dad? Yes. Because that's what other thing I thought when I saw him wrestle. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. He could have bullet fingers. We don't know. <laughs> it's a true story. It could, it could, it could be. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> next, that was just kind of a an open an open showcase. The next was the zero one USA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Jake Lander was defending against both Joey O'Reilly and Jake St. Patrick. Uh, ends up pinning St. Patrick with that double underhook pile driver. Uh, Which there were a lot of lot of double underhook pile drivers. There was a lot of pile drivers yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, Jake Lander to me looks like Jamie Noble boy. Which I love. Yeah. So I was excited. into it. He was super impressive. Like yeah. he's strong. He did that like stall suplex for like 45 seconds yeah. or something like yeah. and he's like a little dude yeah and none I mean, of those none of those guys were the, the other two guys were not small no, people no i mean jake st patrick i thought he was super impressive i thought some of his comedy stuff was really good mm-hmm. uh joey o'reilly which it's really difficult when when there's an irish looking dude and the other two people that aren't jake lander are named joey o'reilly and jake st patrick come on motherfucker <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I thought O'Reilly was super great. I, yeah. th- I think he had a really good presence about him. He like a lot of snapped moves really fast. Yeah. Really, really good. Two managers, which which was odd but interesting. Yeah. And they didn't get involved at all. Which no. also I thought made the match Which I appreciated. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I they there was a lot of potential for that to be real schmozzy and instead the match was just a good match. It was really fast paced. Yeah, I didn't think it was too overbooked. I thought it was just a lot of fun. Maybe nope. ten yeah. ten minutes max. And then was that that was cause that was a, sort of another theme on the mixtape was bloody noses. Was it the first oh. one or the second one? <laughs> no, Eric had bloody noses. Eric had bloody yeah, nose. Eric yeah. got popped. Yeah. yeah. Pop pop. On <laughs> <laughs> to number three, Team Southern Underground Pro Sup. Sup. That's uh, Warriors home promotion, away from home promotion. 
Uh, Brett Eisen and Violence is Forever, Dominic Guarini and Kevin Koo, who it's the first time I've ever seen Kevin Koo in person. I've seen him before on IWTV, and I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. He was awesome. I, I thought that I thought the team stuff was amazing. Yep. Uh, they defeat Team Glory Pro, Airwolf, Angel Dorado, and AJ Gray, who's actually Team Glory Pro. The other two, I mean, that team Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Even you know that, Cash. Come yeah. on now. Uh, Ison pin Dorado after literally the review on Pro Wrestling Ponderings is after dumping him on his neck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not show, untrue. Show me the lie. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it was a it was a it was a real good match. You got man, Dorado just got destroyed in the end of that. Yeah, had a chance he to talk to everything, and then another to, thing. Yeah, yeah. Had a chance to talk to him after the show, and I was like, "How are you feeling?" He goes like, "Well." <laughs> I took this, and I, then I took this, and then I took this. He took yeah. all of that, and then, and then, then he did this. that swan dive over the turnbuckle to the outside, and I was like, how, what? That was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And Errol almost died. It's a true story. <laughs> that, was, that was a scary moment. Yeah, that was real, that could have been real bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to know more from Wolf and Dorado, kind of what they thought about it, because the, the boys hit a lot harder than yeah. I think the folks are used to. And little, they're, I, they're, they're a little snuggly. Yeah, yeah. How about Team Glory? No. <laughs> wow. Bania. Wow. I was impressed with everybody in that match, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I loved Gray seeing AJ Gray too. He was awesome. I would love to see him and any of those sub guys up for first. Mm-hmm. Doug Lassie, your thoughts? Um, I remember enjoying the match. <laughs> I don't know if I got much more than that. I don't think you want to hear my my actual commentary. And we uh, <laughs> ate uh, dinner at the same place that Dominic Graney did and his crew. That's true. Yeah. We, oh, like we a, did. Seemed yeah. like a real yeah. nice guy. I didn't yeah. say anything to him, but I, know, I think you did. I hugged him. No, I didn't. Didn't, didn't you? No, I didn't say anything. Although you said thank you. Oh. Uh, did you? So. No. Hmm. I pet that dog on the sidewalk, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dog wasn't going anywhere. Its owner was not happy with it. <laughs> That's a story for, well, probably in a little bit. Uh, number four, St. Louis Anarchy Gateway Heritage Championship. Jeremy Wyatt. Retained over Buddy Shepard, making him submit to a half crab. I don't think he submitted so much as he gave up the ghost. The Holy Ghost. Hey. I like Buddy Shepard. Buddy Shepard was great. I was I was into it. I he was entertaining. I was uh I think it's Buddy. I liked the other guy except for using the term Mongoloid. And I was like, why would you say that? That's pretty terrible. Um but otherwise, I thought he was kind of a great classic mm-hmm. southern heel, um, and Buddy was Buddy was great. Buddy's gimmick was so good, I don't remember what the other guy looked like. Yeah, his gimmick was, <laughs> everything about that he did was just crazy good. Came out with like a gold cape or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like a white, white suit. He was like super Jesus-y, but didn't have to say Jesus. It yeah. was the best. <laughs> The buddy system. The he buddy also, system. <laughs> I think one of the best one of the best things was when he ended up he ended up wrestling in the white pants. Yes, he did. But he had a white singlet. I don't know if you guys saw this. That white singlet underneath, and then he had like a really baggy shirt, yeah. which he didn't have a great physique, but he didn't have a terrible physique. But it really hid the fact. Like I, I thought it was a really good look for a guy that's bigger mm. that's probably working on getting in better shape. Yeah, I, I thought it was a yeah, good it's look. It's weird that more wrestlers don't think about layering. Yeah, yeah, and he's legit tall. Like we, yeah, he was. When he was we were talking tall. to Corbin after the show, like he came by and he said goodbye to Corbin. And he walked. But I was like, that guy's like legit big. Like yeah, he's a big he guy. Was, he was probably as tall as you were, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, probably six five. Yeah, 
mean, he was legit a big, broad-shouldered guy. And he moved real well. Yeah, he did. I would love to see him do more stuff. He's a big man. Big man. And that gimmick is just... I would love to see him come up and uh, and tag with somebody against Renaissance Revolution. Yes. yes or just him singles against Bill Williams would be... <laughs> like, yes, so good. Uh, number five... We had the no DQ match, oh. number one contenders for the independent wrestling championship. Number two versus number three, Greg Mitchell, Gary J. Package pile driver into the thumbtacks by Mitchell to become the new number one contender for spoilers, a new independent wrestling TV champion. Ooh la la, that match. That match was unbelievable. They, I mean, you talk about. Hard hitting, like <laughs> there's a couple of those that rattled my teeth. Yeah, seriously. On the way to Chicago, Warrior had said, "Out of all the matches on this show, it's true. I did this is the one that you should be ready for because it is going to be wild." And I was like, eh, "That'd be pretty. I imagine it'd be pretty good." Yeah, it was literally <laughs> was like, wild. "Hey, let's see a much much better version of the Sandman, Russell Taz, um, and, and probably a more entertaining version of Taz." In a lot of ways, and yeah. just beat the living shit out of one another. They they did, and in a very, I think, well told, compelling way. And yeah. it was one of those things where there were probably a lot of moments in the match, but I think it it all worked as an overall portrait. So it's hard to pull out like moments that. But I remember, I think Gary J did like three topes to that one yes. spot where the dude just wouldn't would not move. move. <laughs> but like, I and it was just like, and you're like, and it was so great because there were. In that match, particularly, there were a lot of moments where the swerve was not swerving because it's like a spot like that you're so used to, like, okay, third one, he's going to catch him, throw him through the chairs or something. Yeah. Nope. It just he's happened. Just hit him. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Doug, as a purveyor of violence yourself, um, what did you think about this? You're looking very Andrew WK this evening, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, I punch, can I punch you in the nose or something? If you'd like to dug, you got to dug hard. <laughs> Everybody dug it hard. I remember um, them, them pulling out the bag with thumbtacks, and my wife turned to me and he's like, I don't, and she's like, I don't know, I don't understand why everyone are making noise around here. I'm like, that bag is full of thumbtacks. She's I, like, oh. I liked that it was sparkly. It was a sparkly. Like, I liked Cassandra that it, turned like, to me and she was like, oh, god damn it. I, I liked that it was like, I could, it kind of felt like maybe it's a, like his special thumbtack. Yeah. That was really nice. Like, like he bought it on nice, Etsy? Yeah. Like, nice, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to just put him in anything. <laughs> this isn't a Crown Royal bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit. Yeah. This is a sparkly bag. This is a sparkly bag. <laughs> when you... Care enough to give them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, oh, every, they, every kiss begins with K. They cared enough to give them thumbtacks. Yeah. A oh, couple gosh. times. Yeah. Uh, they had a hard time getting them stuck. At one point, there was just one stuck in someone's butt. And then, the, and, but then there was a lot stuck in a lot of places. Yeah. Then, then they were like, "Well, we're just gonna keep dropping each other on on our heads." Until oh, basically we picked these up. But I mean, again, that was kind of nice. It wasn't sort of a one and done. Yeah. Like let's forget about it. Like it, they we came spot, back to it. A couple stuck. Yeah. And it was nice. The one guy did kind of look like a homeless Sami Zayn. See, because I was like, he said he looked like a ginger homeless warrior. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a hobo robo ginger, right? 
Let's Hobo he's, Robo Ginger? He is what does it say Robo Ginger. Like? Robo Ginger. He does yeah. not, he's not no, a hobo. hobo? Oh, yeah, okay. the hobo is not hobo an element robo. there. But robo. hobo Robo, I want to be a, uh, a wrestler in Book It. <laughs> it's in Book It. Yeah, it's stiff Robo Ginger. Yeah, yeah. he hits really hard. Yeah, but Robo, Oh, he hobo. does, too. <laughs> he does. For a guy that's not got a lot of weight on him, He's Every bit of punches. that weight yeah. comes in those punches. Dear everyone at the academy. Yes. Watch this. Yeah. Dear, hey, <laughs> dear, dear vehicle-based wrestlers of Minnesota. <laughs> watch some Gary J matches. Yeah. Uh, after that, I, I think probably one of the matches, at least for me, it was one of the only match that really kind of fell flat. And, and that kind of puzzled me because I like almost everybody in the match it was that Bizarro Lucha Lucha Versal Championship Nick Iggy retained in the four way against Ace Perry Nate Webb Trip Cassidy Pin Perry with the schoolboy holding on the rope for leverage it was just it was it was weird I think it, we talked about like it we was really like Trip Cassidy but he yeah. seemed really slow or just like off his yeah. I think there, know, was something, there was something that felt off about it and I think that I don't think the match for me at least I don't think the match itself there I don't think there were any problems with it but there was like that this, this overall weird kind of discordant vibe yeah. like there was just something off I think and I don't know what it was I think because but. I've seen almost everybody in that live that I thought that the four of them in the ring was going to be kind of magic or more maybe I thought it would be more character based stuff but I felt like there wasn't really a whole lot aside from maybe some of the Nate Webb stuff. I think like you know? I think I think like I think Nick Iggy had a definite story throughout the whole match, and that yeah. was the most consistent story vibe. I think Nate Spider Nate Webb. I think he had the kind of antagonist to or yeah. protagonist to the antagonist vibe, but like maybe just didn't need. The two other people, yeah. or I don't know, it just know. something about it just didn't it didn't click. Um, Trip Cassidy looked hurt. Yeah, he looked like. I mean, he took time to set up, reset up chairs. Yeah, in the middle of the match, like he, I couldn't tell if he was hurt or if he was just like, I'm not having this tonight. Um, I'm not a big Spider Nate Web guy. To Spider me, Nate he Web. is, he is the entrance is the, and then the match has to start. And then I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I've loved every Spider Nate web match I've seen. Um, well, you're just a teenage dickbag. Yeah. That's true. Nick Iggy's great. Uh, I can't think of the, the fourth gentleman in that Ace match. Perry. He Ace was Perry. good. He's very good. Yeah, he was really good. I thought he kind of stole the match in a lot of ways. I, you know, I, we, we saw it. We saw it advertised a couple of different ways. At some point, I think it was supposed to be a tag match. I kind of would have preferred if it was Nate Webb and Ace Perry versus Trip Cassidy and Nick Iggy. Well, then, there was even like some tag team spots in the middle of yeah. it where, yeah. where uh, Trip and Nick were working well, together. I mean, but... maybe that's part of it. Maybe it, it got changed very last minute and yeah. they had to, to scramble to come up with the uh, the pace of the match. I don't know. Yeah. Doug Lahassie, your thoughts? Um, I don't really remember this one. <laughs> Fair. This is the, the trip, trip, Cassie. That's the the like evil clown looking yeah. dude, right? Okay, yeah. Nick Iggy's the ringmaster. Oh, the ringmaster. He's the one that like took off his glove and slapped the guy. Yes. And then, so that was a cool move. Take off his glove, slap him, and then like backhand slap him. Yeah. I like that. Well, we've seen him before in a yeah, tag team. Yeah, I thought I saw him in Chicago before, right? Yep. Like the tag team, and they yeah. were kind of like yeah. greasy carnies or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the carnies so. wrestled at the last ROH show that was here. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it wasn't Trip. It, no, was, it was it was Nick and uh, Carrie Awful. Yeah, 
who oh, I is, uh, is I didn't know Trip was in that group as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's four of them. Okay. I didn't say that. That makes even less sense. Yeah. Why was he in that match? They haven't wrestled, I think, as much outside of... Uh, where's the, What's their home promotion? Um, I can't remember now. I couldn't tell you. Well, there, there's been a lot. I mean, uh, Carrie Apple runs Crux Wrestling, which is a sort yeah. of school and promotion, yeah. um, and does a lot of stuff with Bizarro Lucha. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I think if this were a couple of years ago, it would have been weirder. Yeah. Um, but I think now it's. They kind of. I mean, as best I, I I don't yeah. follow it super close, but as it it seemed reasonable yeah. that they would be. Fair. Anyway, uh, up next, freelance wrestling scramble. This was ah, this was maybe my favorite match of the night. God, my soul left my body uh, in the middle of that match. <laughs> Darren Corbin, GPA, Gringo Loco, Laney Luck, Pat Monix, also... Uh, Project Monix. Project Monix. Uh, some dude named Robert Anthony that I don't care about with Frank the Clown, y'all. Frank, Frank the, the Clown, Clown y'all! Uh, My wife's favorite character of the night. I'm gonna say... God. Frank the Clown, that music <laughs> is dude, the best. It's I, the best. If I can be Frank, that guy is a clown. <laughs> I didn't care for it. Oh, I but love that's, I mean, that's just not my bag. It's cool. Oh, like, yeah. other people can He creeped me the hell out, but... I thought he was, like, perfectly skeevy, and that's not is really that, my jam. Is that, like, but... the legit Frank the Clown guy, or yeah. is that, like, a person whose gimmick is that he's pretending to be Frank the Clown? No, as far as I know, that's Frank okay. the Clown. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But, okay. Um, I love... There was so much in that. We talked about the fact that... Uh, it wasn't your typical like uh, freelance scramble because this was a freelance wrestling scramble. Uh, obviously, Darren Corbin for near and dear to our hearts. Well, it was nice because it had an, again, it had like a through line to it, which was like Darren kind of will he, in, will he, will just, he won't yeah, he? Yeah, they had like a really good thing they would call back to you. So it kind of it, it just didn't follow that sort of scramble script that you're used to, where it's like some stuff happens at the beginning. A lot of people go to the outside, and then everyone does their thing, and then yeah. there's, Dive and then they and go then back to the outside, yeah. and then one more big thing, one guy gets got. a cheap yeah. finish, you know. But man, when uh, when when the unicorn head went into the ceiling fan, you were dying. I have never heard you laugh that hard. I it couldn't have been more perfect. You couldn't have done that if you the tried. The best was like, watching the guys up on the balcony go go oh. <laughs> Like they were like, oh no, because yeah, like that ceiling fan could come down. Yeah. It was like gonna just get. It was like it's gonna get chucked up into the balcony, yeah. and it hit. Like it must have actually landed on the blade for it. It did. It went for a little while, yeah. and then flew off, and yeah, all whatever the dust. all the dust oh, in the But it looked like like shimmering, like <laughs> unicorn hairs floating gently beautiful. to the ground. Oh, God, the, the best moment probably of the night <laughs> for me. Doug Lahassi. Uh I was good. Um, I. I kept thinking the GPA guy, his name was Grandpa, because I see GPA and I think Grandpa. <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh, G-Pa. Oh, G-Pa. But, uh, yeah, uh, Frank the Clown was interesting. Um, yeah, when he tossed the unicorn head and hit the fan, that was good. Um, I was trying to think of what the other person in that match was. I think th- I think this might have been the match where there was a guy in it that looked like someone I went to high school with, so it was just awkward. Gringo Loco. Gringo Logic Loco was Gringo great. Gringo was fantastic. He that I, I carried that match in a lot of spots. And yep. Was Fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Project Monix does nothing for me. I think he's fine. He I, is I like a, he reminds me of like a bad power WCW power plant guy. There was like a lot of like 
angry face and a lot of kind of like Sean O'Hare-ish um, March, oh. margin at, at that time, WCW time, jumping, like doing weird spots when you're the big guy in the I, match. I don't know. Sean O'Hare was never given his just desserts, but hey. I'm not telling you anything you don't yeah. already know. Yeah, well, he never played in the airport mode either. Oh, so he's, <laughs> he's dead. I, I was really... I just, he's dead. Which is why he's not very good at it. I yeah. was like, why are you coming out dressed as Mortal Kombat guy? Yeah, it was weird. Well, and then, I wonder, well, I also wonder if perhaps some of the things that you picked up on, because I haven't seen a lot of him, but I, I hadn't ever heard of the Project Monix like, at all. So I, I wonder how new it is. And I it's, see, it's I still heard about that. that. I feel like he's done that in certain promotions. Yeah, I think, okay, but I, I'd never I seen him come out with the like weird like airbrushed... I, that screamed power plant to me. Yeah. I was like, why does he look like Glacier? Yeah, yeah I was like, he looks like you, know, you know, Wheeler Yuta does this way better than you do, right? You do understand this? Yeah. Also, so does DJZ and, uh, yeah. and uh, Mustafa Ali and... Glacier, still, <laughs> still, somehow, still Glacier. <laughs> there, that was just yeah. I, I that really was like weird, and he, I didn't feel like he did enough in the match to make me change my mind. He, it, it kind of felt like he, he was lost. sort of the one person who didn't have a shot. A, you know, their spot where they did something. Everybody else kind of had a moment, and there wasn't anything yeah. I remember. Standing out about except for, him the, except for his gear. I, I thought he got thing. really got lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. shuffle. So, and, which is a bummer. Yeah, and Laney again was great. Laney was great. We had to call a match at two grand, two, two slam. grand, two grand, two grand, two slam, two yeah. grand, two grand, two grand, two slam. I, I um, hope that her unicorn head wasn't broken beyond repair. Yes, uh, and she was just as good, if not better. Yeah, this match. Corbin spot was great with the. Uh, um, gonna run over the top rope and do a splash or something on the outside and he kept getting hit in the yes. middle of the ring and someone else would do it and then he'd so, get up and he'd be ready to do it and someone else would come in the ring and punch him and knock him down. To me, that's like the epitome of Darren Corbin and why he's so good mm-hmm. is he he got himself over by not getting over. Mm-hmm. And he got everybody else over in the process, which like, was the awesome. Yeah, like how much fun was it when he was, it was like, he was gonna do it to the outside and then they just kept... Piling people on, and then like, and finally, he's the only one left. <laughs> They're all piled ready to catch him, and he jumps over, and they just all get out of the way, and he just falls flat on his face. To me, this is why he's a guy who we've watched wrestle a broom, and it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just that good. And then he never won two years running. Pow. <laughs> uh, speaking of something else, Black Label Pro presents. I, I actually think that it the, the fatal four way. Could have been thrown off by the fact that Alley Cat was like her flight got delayed. Maybe. Because that happened like throughout. So I don't know if they had to rearrange some stuff too. But right. um, the penultimate match, Black Label Pro presents Jordan Grace pins Alley Cat with the pump handle driver, the Here It Is driver. Alley Cat attacks Jordan after the match until the referees put the stop to it, which I loved. And then, and then I can't remember who it was. It was like all upset that I loved that. And I was like, it's not called Face Turn Radio. I love that. Doug, I want to hear your thoughts first. Um, I don't know. It was uh, Alley Cat ran in with her suitcase. That was fun because you know she was late. <laughs> Although we saw her up on the balcony, she was wasn't that late. But um, I don't know. It was a good match. Second time seeing Jordan Grace. I enjoy her. So I mean, other than that, you know, I, I prefer I, I prefer another feline wrestler. So 
Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Pussy. Uh, <laughs> I <didn't> see that. <laughs> uh, or in certain gems. <laughs> I I love seeing Jordan Grace again. I think Alley Cat has put in so much work, uh, and and seeing her going up against someone the caliber of Jordan Grace was really good. Um, I felt like she hung with her. I love the heel turn at the end. Yeah, she, she's um, she's super great. It was uh, very cool to finally get to see her live twice. Yeah, uh, in one night. What are you talking um, about? Talking about straight cats. Straight, 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 straight cats. Different. Oh, are they different? Yeah, they're different. Cats. Oh, okay. Sorry, all cats look the same to me. Uh, the, but the, but she has come a long way. I mean, you know, I've I've, I've seen a lot of you know, her wrestling like you know online yeah. and whatnot. But um, and actually, and actually, classic champion. And, yeah, ma- making yeah, and then she was just at on Sunday at the Sup Show. Uh, she wrestled Brett Eisen for the Bone Storm Championship, oh. which I really want to watch. It's, I haven't had a chance to Bone watch it yet. Storm. Yeah, the Sup Championship is called the Bone Storm Championship. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty great. Bone yeah, that's Storm. you should watch Sup. That's I, I, I feel like that, I feel like that is one hell of a D and D spell. Metal as hell, yeah. Uh that was one of the best Haas fights we've seen in a while. Yeah. I mean, they just brought it. And I have not had the ch- chance to see Jordan Grace live as I missed that show. How was your first, uh, how was your first experience? Cassandra had told me, like, buckle up, it's going to be awesome. And, yeah, it was everything um, and more. And Alicat was fantastic. I thought she elevated her game to her opponent. And they had, in all honesty, I felt like they stole the, the show. The first show. Yeah. I, I did feel like the women's match was the best overall match on the um, on the Midwest mixtape. The never main event. Which was damn good as Independent well. Wrestling Championship. Chris Stadlander pinned Orange Cassidy. Modified Tombstone Piledriver to become the new IWTV campione. Uh, Sad. Well, I thought it was great. I thought it was I, great. It was. A, I thought it was an amazing moment. It's the first female champion for IWTV. I thought the spirit of it, well, kind of tag teaming uh, the the Logan Square Auditorium with Chikara was really phenomenal. Uh, I I actually thought that was one of, if not the best matches of of uh, that sh- that show. I loved that they traded stuff at the beginning of the match. She gave him orange juice, and he gave her the handkerchief for her neck. Yeah, well, um, I think that I think that had they not taken, I thought that he had taken that from her. I didn't catch that, that if he did. There was so much like not not before. I think uh, it was like previously. There was so much like little things that he does like constantly. He seems like he's not doing anything, but he's always doing something. So you've got to really pay attention to all the little things he does. Can someone tell me what her necklace was? Oh, so that's uh, for IWTV. You get the you win this medallion. That's their version of three points. Yeah, uh, yeah essentially, it's kind of like the number one. I think she won that in a tournament. Um, I don't know. And it, it gave her. It basically gave her a. It's like a golden opportunity oh, yeah. in Chicago. Cassie almost traded for the belt for. Her. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hilarious. That would have been awesome. Class. It just went into there. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to put it in his backpack. That was so funny. Uh, it's a great match. I thought she was great. Um, yeah, she was yeah. so good. I'm very excited to see uh, her versus Craig Mitchell. I think is going to be nuts. Oh my god, that's such a different match. Than, 
Which is kind of why I love the independent wrestling TV title. Like, yesterday, I watched Orange Cassidy and Stokely Hathaway again. I make Sonder watch it because... And then, later on in the day, I watched Orange Cassidy and David Starr and Beyond in the tournament for tomorrow. And that's a completely different match. You know, where they're basically battling to see who the ace of Beyond is. Yeah. And the crowd is chanting, not my ace at David Starr. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I believe Orange Cassidy gets bloodied up in that match. Yeah. In, in the nose. I mean, it's an intense, intense match. And I, I agree. That's why it's such a really interesting title. Yeah. Even seeing him, and I, Doug and I watched a, a tag team match where he and Joey Janela wrestled um, Hot Wheels, where they wrestled Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. For beyond and watching that whole interaction and knowing that you were eventually heading towards a Tracy Williams Orange Cassidy match for that belt was interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was a great it was a great change of pace, a really cool way to spend an afternoon to, to kind of kick off before Chikara. Nice to kind of mix it up and be able to get the best of both worlds and the best of like nine different promotions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we didn't really count the kind of opening match, but that's kind of first. And, um, you know, Steel Domain or, you know, Windy City, um, a lot of really cool history to kick it off. And then, a you know, history-making title match to wrap it up. So why don't we take a little break? We'll uh, replenish ourselves, and then we'll come back and uh, have a tall glass of Scotch Mist. Anniversario, Chikara Pro, right after this on Heel Turn Radio. I used to feel down, but I hit the ground running. Makes me feel alive. I was searching for the answers until I changed the question. I pulled back the curtain. We're back. We're all wearing Thunderfrog masks. Wowie, baby boy! Uh, Chicago, Illinois, Anniversario, Night Dose, Scotch Mist. Kicking things off with DeSoul Touches. We've seen him before in Chicago. Uh, There was some some fun moments, and there was some... Oh, God. That pounce. That pounce. That pounce, though. (laughs) Yeah. Real nice. Uh, They defeated the Creatures of the Deep, Murloc, Hermit Crab, Cajun Crawdad. Too salty. Too salty. Um, two, I, I thought Crawdad's gear with the like big, thick uh, fish, like literal fishnets, the red fishnets, oh, yeah. was really cool. That I hadn't really seen cool. him wear that before, and I was uh, real good. Yeah, making new uh, fashion choices. Yeah. Happened when Richardson dropped a bomb on Crawdad. Um, man, Richardson, he, it's been a while, and I don't know if he's been active lately. <laughs> Whew. I was worried about him. <laughs> it was wait, it was, was a it, lot. Was it him that hit the? Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, All right. He yeah, is he... a massive man, and he's always been really, really agile. And I loved back in the day when they would be on King of Trios, and he was doing kind of the uh, 
the dusty the dusty roads kind of gimmick the mm-hmm. but he uh he looked like he was hurting by the end of that he looked like he broke his ass i was i was honestly <laughs> real worried about him well, well, there was that great moment at the end where the, the crowd's like, you still got it. And yeah, and he was like, no, I didn't know. <laughs> no. I broke my ass. It was a fun way to start off the show, though. It, it was. was. Like, no, uh, you, you it was know a fun thought Acid Jazz and Marche Rocket were mm-hmm. awesome. But you know who's still, yeah. How the hell has Marche Rocket never, ever hit it big? I don't know. He's gigantic I I, I and he him. can and every time we see him there with Chikara, it's like, wow. And I just, uh, that's the only time I ever see him, really. That or the the old King of Trios. I don't know. Don't understand it. But it was a fun opener. It was a fun, fun opener. opener. Uh, we also got match number two, Lucas Calhoun and Stray Cat defeating the reunited ACDC, Eric Cannon, Darren Corbin, after that pump kick, Simone drop combo on Cannon, ouchies. Uh, gives Calhoun and Cat their third point. Future Campeones de Parejas opportunity. Uh, miscommunication. Good what friends, better enemies. <laughs> a bit of strife. I think, so. I think so. A bit of strife. Yeah. Between AC and DC. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's a, one of the longest standing feuds in in uh, biggest power struggles, literally, uh, ever. True story. Nothing. Come on. I... You know, you know. There's an electricity uh, joke, you asshole. You know how I feel about it. I feel like uh, Cannon got screwed, but you know, I think it's uh, that's Corbin's gig. That's what oh, Corbin does. But yeah, by Alley Cat and Luke Scudder. No, come on, come on, James. I will not. Come on, beer. I will not. Kayfabe, bro. Um, no, it was a it was a really good match though. They were wearing matching tights. They were wearing. Oh, uh, that's the thing that broke my heart the most. Oh, man. The thing that like, broke my heart the most is oh, I really back. wanted to get a picture with them together. They're back! But. Uh, what do you, I mean, what do you say? Say la vie. Chicago knows how to build a tag team division. I will say that. Every time it looks like it's depleted, we get an interesting tag team that actually builds together. Yep. It actually makes sense, and then they make a run. Oh, and speaking of, we got some new tag teams later. Uh, match number three, one of the matches I was looking forward to the most that didn't quite live up, but there were some amazing moments in it. Icarus, Solo Darling. Uh, it it, it kind of like never got going. Yeah, like it was... Icarus kind of like cut it off at the knees like three or four it times. Was, it was a real weird match. And there, there was so much like kind of talk talky time for Icarus yeah. beforehand. Like it just felt like it kind of went on forever. And then they... I don't know. It, it never got off the ground for me. What do you think, Doug? Um, I love Solo Darling. Um, I guess, we, we, I think every year we've gone, or maybe just the last two years, she's wrestled, and just being able to see her get infinitesimally better as, oh, yeah. as, as we've gone. I saw her at that last first show. She was awesome. That's the first time I've seen her with, like, the, the mohawk look kind of thing. And she's just, because I just remember, I remember back in the day, and, you know, she seemed like she was just, like, this timid little girl compared to, um, what's her name? Uh, Princess Super, Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly. And now it's like, I would love to see them wrestle now and watch Solo destroy her. <laughs> I don't uh, know if that would happen, but I would still love to yeah. see them wrestle. Um, so yeah, I think Solo's I awesome. I thought it was the worst match of both shows. Oh, wait, wow, wow. Um, did, I, I didn't like the way it was put together, I, and I, did not, I didn't like the ending. 
and I thought I agree with Warrior. I felt like it was a lot of talk, a lot of stalling, and a lot. It, it, it just it also felt like somebody jerky. wasn't injured it, or something. It also felt like a really weird choice after all of that to have Icarus go over clean. Yeah, seems yeah. super weird. It was like, I mean, it's a choice. It's but it just felt like everything about it felt. I mean, sort of similar to the uh, the. Bizarro match from the from the mixtape like we talked about. There was just yeah. something like weirdly off about it that I, I couldn't get past. Oh. From that, from that we went into Ophidian bringing out the Crucible. E.M. Demorest, Matt Mikowski, Tunku Amir uh, defeats the Colony. Fire Green Thiefant. Mikowski knocked out Green Ant with that high kick to the head. That, that was a dude, them bringing out the Crucible, I'm here for the Crucible. I was, and fucking Tunku Amir started, like, talking shit on Instagram. Like, he was like, oh, so glad, like, he, like of course you need to follow me. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really, I'm really. Yeah, I'm super excited, too. I read the Crucible in seventh grade. I felt like I couldn't <laughs> appreciate <laughs> it uh, at the time, but I feel like now it's a, a good reboot, time to revisit reboot, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm we have the excited. technology to pull yeah, it off now. Absolutely. I will yeah, be I mean, even more excited um, when those double axe handles look better. Yeah. I think it's a because really it's a really cool conceit. Like yeah. I love the idea of it, but there's just there isn't when enough he, behind it yet. When he leg- when he legit hits those takedowns, they look devastating. But then the follow through and the mount does not. But I think that I thought that the other two looked great. The oh, other yeah. two looked phenomenal. The, who was the, MM, the MMA style? Uh, Mikowski. Mikowski was bananas. Like sure because early yeah. on he, he was would do so these quick. like huge hits, and then it would be like into oh, the armbar, yeah. and it was like, oh god, like no, why are you? What are you doing? And Stop. then I think DeMorest was the guy that you're, I can't remember. Who was he you was the bigger else. guy. It was like my brother. He's like he looks like a bizarro world Tim Donst. He does. And I was like, he reminded me of Tim Donst. Yeah. He he a bigger, faster version of Tim Donst. And then he hit that moonsault, and I was like, "All right, this this kid's got okay, a lot I, of shit going I, on." I don't know who Tim Donst is, but I like the guy that was bigger, slightly husky, generic-looking white guy. That was he looked like Tim Donst. Okay, that was the guy. Okay, yeah, he was the one I was impressed with. He's what yeah. I liked the most. Tim Donst was a second or third generation Shikara guy, and then he had cancer. And basically to leave wrestling for a while. I don't know if he's wrestling now or not. He he he's came back. He was he was, he worked, he worked with yeah, um, Nova Pro a lot. Yeah. Um, back when Nova Pro existed. He uh, was a he was a bad guy in Shikara. He was a good guy who became a bad. He's the guy who told the bad guys how to counter the Shikara special. Mm-hmm. He's a son of a bitch. So is Ian DeMarst. But uh, I really hope I'm not mixing up Matt Mikowski and Ian DeMarst. <laughs> and when he was telling like, him, he was like, "Don't do it like that. There's do a, it like this." There's a Kenny Johnson documentary yeah. on YouTube called uh, "Russell Donst Wrestle" that's really good. But yeah, I agree. I thought the Crucible was fantastic. Yeah. Um, they they look and feel like they're going to be a big deal. Well, I mean, that's a really great way of you know you yeah bringing somebody in or like a new faction and making them. Yeah, it seems scary. I mean, they did a. Let's. I mean, like, the, the Nexus is a you know a, kind of a similar example where they bring in this big group of people, yeah. and they did a fantastic job of introducing the Nexus. Like, yeah. they tore down the ring and yeah. like, destroyed John Cena. And I see. Th- I think Jakara will do a much better job with the follow up yeah. <laughs> than uh, WWE. My did. only thing is, and I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, probably. I love the BDK story, but the only bad thing about the BDK story is it. BDK literally just beat Chikara down for a year straight. Mm. 
where they it was literally every show they were winning every match and it got to the point where you're like okay why why well, well, I'm, I'm yeah, waiting for the catharsis, yeah. and it's not coming. Well, right, because it becomes boring in the other way. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like... Ugh. So I think if you can build in, and this is what I'm hoping they do, is those guys who exposed them are kind of the anti-venom, so to speak, of this whole situation, where they're kind of like, oh, I know what they're doing. And you know, I, w- I would love to see something interesting with like them putting masks on. Oh, that would be um, interesting. As kind yeah. of a, you know, re- reclaiming that type of deal. Uh, there's so much potential in the story. This whole idea of identity and, you know, masks. Especially because Quackenbush has caught a lot of heat at times from people. Saying that he puts people underneath masks um, out of the Wrestle Factory for whatever reason. And they don't need to be put underneath masks. I see. I think, for me, that's interesting to hear. Because, I for me, that's one of the things I love about Jakara. Like, I was thinking about the show and I was thinking about like I really enjoyed the show I had a great time I think a piece of it for me was just like staying up social media like I'm not going to take I'm just going to like be here and be present for the show was nice and it was a it was a good change Um, but I think also like because they're under masks and kind of because of the way that that Quackenbush and and Jakara sort of maintains a a very impressive uh, professionalism about it like I can't be very inside baseball about Jakara. Like it's it it maintains the illusion. Like the yeah. story is what it is. It's not this kind of like oh well that guy's like a dick on Twitter and then this person did this and this person has this weird history with that and you and by being under mask and kind of maintaining these identities that are separate from like a just random human being, it's super nice to just not have that baggage with the show that's why when you have someone like calix the castigator come on your podcast and he's blanking terrifying you don't know when that begins and when it ends yeah i mean i sat in on a couple of them i sat on you did one with uh, with razorhawk and with travis huckabee and it was unbelievable not just the level of professionalism but just they were so so good i mean just beyond good Yeah. yeah it's it's super impressive and it's just it's super refreshing and it, it's really really easy to enjoy even if you don't follow because there's, there's a very complex story and there's a lot yeah. of history and there's a lot of emotion but also it's something that you can come in like i haven't watched anything jakara for a long time yeah. and i didn't feel lost at any no. point and they're good at like self-contained stories of yeah. the night too with a long meta story overall i mean this whole idea of the crucible goes yeah. all the way back to that season finale we saw yeah. where the Furies wrestled the Hexmen yeah. in that um, in the uh, come on of Cibernetico yeah and how you know according to Quackenbush that didn't work yeah the Furies the Furies, Furies failed they, they didn't it didn't work to have them yeah I mean that is that's how many that's two seasons ago three seasons ago already yeah that was before the hidden season right that was uh, season 16 this was, this was season 19? I'm pretty yeah. sure it was 16. I can't remember. It was this is season 20. Yeah, this oh, is 20. season 20. I, I so can't recall. That was probably season 18. 18, 17 yeah. or 18. I can't remember which one's the hidden Either season. way, think back. Let's just yeah. call it two years. Yeah. Two years ago, and now they're making a callback to that. Yeah. And it's going to be probably the next big storyline that they're going to build to during um, King of Trios. And I love that 
the two-night anniversario, being in different places was really interesting. They haven't always done that. But there was also the remainder of the Crucible wrestled in that eight-person tag, mixed tag the night before when it was Quack, Razorhawk, Solo, and Thiefant against Devante, Slant Steel, Ophidian, and The Whisper. And I love that they layered in guys like The Whisper and Devante's and Lance Steele into the Crucible as well as some of these new guys that they've been bringing up because it just ends up, I you know, I, I thought it was just such a such an interesting um, way to tell that story and, and kind of not just have it be like it's only just yeah. these like rookies no one's heard of, but there's yeah. this kind of layer that Ophidian has been right. bringing up layers on layers. Of all and where's shit. Lance Steele been? And which Lance Steele is this? Because there was the Dark Lance deal as well from the other timeline. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, there's just so many where He is an unstuck, you know, knight, yeah. you know, and, and now he's a bad guy? I, I, I'm really curious how all this is play is going to yeah. play out. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Lance Steel. I'm only really familiar with Carbon Fiber Lance. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a big uh, knight eye for the pirate guy tag team? That they were great. Like it's right up my alley. Actually. I was gonna say <laughs> it's get, great. Just give it, give it a minute. You'll, yeah, uh, it is great because his what was his the tag team? What was his the the, the his partner's name? I can't remember. He's a pirate. Yeah, he's it's it's a time unstuck knight and a pirate. But and they're perfect. amazing. Yeah, and their tag team name is Knight Eye for the Pirate Guy. Yeah, it's one of those. Chikara's one of those weird things where I I don't know why I don't seek it out because every time I see it, I'm like, this is everything I want in wrestling. Like. Every time I'm like, this is so good. This is exactly what I want. But yeah. Speaking of all you ever want, Doug, John Francis of Coronado <laughs> defeating the Whisper. <laughs> He's a real American. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I did, I did enjoy being the only one cheering for him, but in the past, now everyone cheers for him, and that's okay. He came out with his American flag and his American flag trunks and his American flag bow tie. We didn't get a picture with him, Doug, and I was real. I didn't, but I shook his hand afterwards. I asked him if he had any new merch. He said no, so I said I'll catch you next time. <laughs> I was wearing my old Juan Francisco shirt, the only one I saw the whole day. <laughs> it's true I love it. I love. I love. I love. I love John Francis. Um, it reminds me of my 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 first man crush, which was Rick the Model Martel. So um, that's a really just, astute observation. Just, uh, just that. Just that 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 nice little ass and those those red and white stripes. Yeah, baby. He's still rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a hell of a match. That, that was, was super. And so many cradles at the end. Yes. Just every kind of cradle. Was that the Whisper's best match that you've seen? That was the only Whisper match I've ever seen. So yes, it's up there. I think I've seen probably. If I'm being honest. Probably ten to fifteen whisper matches, and to me, that's by far the best match he's had. You should have whispered that. It's oh, by far the best match he's had. And then whisper a little over there so we can. By far the best. He really sucked when he young, won the Young's Lions Cup. That's yeah. all. Like, oh, the other time no, I saw him, no, no. <laughs> it was probably because it was like his third match of the night. <laughs> they should call it the Young Lions Cup. <laughs> After that, we had uh, an incredible, long, drawn-out wrestling duel. Ophidian defeated Mike Quackenbush in another two minutes. That was crazy. That I, Cassandra turned and looked at me, and she was like super excited because she was like, "Mike Quackenbush!" It's like 
Lysa and I. And, and then when he lost that quick, she turned and looked and her eyes were just glossy. Um, like, this is the interesting thing about wrestling is she will watch Chikara. She really loves Chikara. I don't know what her thing with Mike Quackenbush is. If it's just that he is the guy that helped start that promotion. But she has a very strong emotional attachment to him as the, kind of the, the hero. And to like to see him get dealt, I mean, just dealt with. And I love the escape. And then he just switched to the other side. Never left his back. Stayed in it and just... It was... It was really impressive. Intense. And it was intense. And the fact that he put him... Knocked him out. And there wasn't like a beat down afterwards. It was just like, you know, did the little bow down thing and then left him. It like was real... It's To me, sent a really interesting message going forward for the rest of the season about how that's going to have to progress. Yeah. It was... Uh, Crucible versus the the uh, Quack Attack in a freaking I want to go to the season finale because if that happens at the season finale, like Quacks Chikara Warriors versus is this the last ride though? Is this the to me? Is this he said he knows exactly how Chikara ends. He said he's always known exactly how Chikara ends in a in a uh, interview in the last year or so. How do you do that then? I mean, does he just step away and that's it? And that's the company ends? I don't know. And he just keeps the Wrestle Factory going on the side? Does he? I, does I he just, move down to NXT? Does he move? I mean, he could go a lot of places. But why? Why would you Why would you give that up? I mean, I mean, I, I mean I'm sure you've that... you've accomplished everything that you feel like you can accomplish and you've told the story that you can tell, I mean, it's, it's why the, would you walk away from something that seems so good? You close one chapter and you book over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, this is this is an interesting moment, though, because it's that idea that he... It, it's a lot of the, similar to the story he had with, with with Chris Hero, and then it was with Claudio, he where he couldn't beat them. He couldn't, you know, couldn't get over the hump on those guys. Um, but I think Ophidian's the last person. I mean, who, who else is there? I mean, if, if you're telling those stories, right, those are your stories. And if you think about it, too, both those guys were the co-trainers. Yeah. And Ophidian's the co-trainer. It's the, it's the yin to his yang in the Russell Factory. And it's like, oh, you've subserved, you, you've, right. sub, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You've subverted this thing I built. Yeah. You and came in and you've done, you've done horrible things right. underneath my roof. Yeah. Subverted. That is an interesting thing to think about because then you have, you know, if you look at, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get to it, um, you know, spoiler free though, you know, we, we hit a pretty big turning point for Dasher, too, who's been around for ages and ages. And that's a, I mean, it's, is it a breaking point? Is and we, I mean, we'll, we'll talk it. Yes. But, well, do you, do but you, I mean, but, but if you're looking at, like, are, are these, these long-told stories drawing to a close, and you kind of, at every corner you look, it's kind of like, kind of, yeah. But is it, it's is next it, generation. is it not even, is it not even that, though? Is it just simply Quack's version of Crisis on Infinite Earths? Is this just the end of this version of Chikara. Perhaps. And he just ends it, and he just disappears into the background completely, and we get something else entirely. To to Chikara, to Furious. Yeah, the only, literally the only comic book company that ever allows people to take on the mantle and keep it. Yeah. Um, I don't don't know. There's just so much interesting stuff going on there. If Ophidian's the guy... Ophidian's the guy that finally... Puts Quackenbush out the pasture, so to speak. 
I think that's such an interesting idea because we haven't seen all the all the participants in the Johnny Kid Invitational this year yet. Mm. You've Charles got, Huckabee still hasn't been introduced, and he's the goddamn defending he champion. He is. He and Rory Gulak already. Uh, not yesterday, but the day before. Well, they announced people before him. That's travesty. Who He's else? willing to wrestle a goddamn bear. Who else? Mike Quackenbush. Is he in it? Mike Quackenbush, Green Ant. Okay. Yeah. Who? He's like the fourth or fifth person announced. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to be curious who gets in from the Crucible. And if they don't get anybody in, who do they take out to get somebody in? Because I you... Think Whisper, don't you think Whisper's going to be you've in? Gotta, you've got to think they get... And it's to me, it's got to be a fitting and he's got to win. I, I think he's got to just continue to kind of subvert that entire identity. It's just so interesting. And I mean, at what point do at what point do we get Amasis back? Because remember, Amasis walked away. Amasis walked away after losing his mask, and Ophidian had to watch that happen. We we've literally been there for two lucha de puesta. Oh and, gosh! And they both broke my goddamn heart. We yeah, have one more was, match to talk about before it was, we go. But that was oh, it was for. For under two minutes, it was one of the most emotional moments you're going to see. Yeah, I mean, in, in a wrestling ring. Was that a was that debuting a new Master Ophidian, or has he been wrestling with that? He's been wearing that. He's had that, but he he hasn't been wearing it as much in Shikara. No, he's been wearing it elsewhere. It's okay. the Oroboros. It's yeah. it's the mask that he wore when oh. Whisper was um, like took over the Ophidian identity. Oh, okay. Um, and it was it's basically a snake that's like always swallowing its tail, like in an infinity. Mm-hmm. Thing, that's what it is around his eyes. It's a great mask, and with the uh, with the contacts and stuff. I mean, with his eyes completely changing, so beautiful. Uh, speaking of being, he always changed, has great gear. Proteus Wheel, Oof. three of our favorite, scariest, and Minnesota Wrecking Zoo, our baby boys. Baby boy, that's right. Yeah. It was hard to get rocked up after that. <laughs> Matt Quacking but you talk about sucking the air out of a room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, when when it's hard for Thunder Frog, God of Sex, and, and Lightning to uh, to get everybody back on their feet, it took a while for that match to get going. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that uh, Frantic and uh, and Calyx have come a huge long way since we saw them a couple years ago, uh, which is scary. I would um, I would ask you this: Are they? Starting to finally hit the point where we can start to talk about them in the same breath we used to talk about Devastation Corporation. Uh, and will I they ever think, get there? I I think that they could. I I honestly I think that their experiments gone wrong and they have to exist together. Or they have to they have to kind of I think it's one of those like the mutant brothers have to off one another to like Highlander and become more powerful. I think that while they've all grown uh, into kind of scarier being, scarier characters, um, I, I I'm still waiting. I don't know when the path for that's going to be. That's what I'm really honestly wondering about because we got the whole um, juke joint payoff last season, um, and uh, and Jeremy Leary and. Um, and whatnot, but uh, but I don't, yeah. Minnesota Wrecking Zoo, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, with, with the Proteus wheel. What's what's going to end up happening? Professor Nicodemus was out. 
that was super cool to see him at uh, ringside. Mm-hmm. It's another storyline that's just like dangling out there that I don't know. I think they're a, a year away and they win King of Trios. I mean, they already uh, made it to the. Did they make it to the finals last year? Uh, they made it close. Who who was in the finals of the Ants last year? Because the Ants won it, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Ants won. No, did they beat Fist? Or was that the semifinals? I can't recall. Yeah, I, I know they made it far, but they either were in the semifinals or the finals. Um, I don't know. They're they're an interesting team. I mean, I I do miss Devastation Corporation. Me too. It's me three. Yeah. Say that you're you're devastated. I would say I'm devastated. Blaster McMassive was the best. I just that, that was whole that old squad was yeah. so good. And then Bacabella as the mouthpiece was just... Super Although Bacabella as the uh, director, of, director fun. of fun, I'm having the time of my life. I never felt this way before. You say that to all of them. I swear. Directors of... That's the truth. And I owe it all to Sidney Bacabella. And then Lucha de Puesta. <sighs> I You know, you, you tweeted about about that being one of your favorite matches that you've ever seen live. It was. It was one of those matches that, I mean, it's something very special in in general when wrestling can pull emotion out of you. And to go into that match knowing only the most perfunctory details of, of yeah. what was going on and to be just, like, bawling by the end of that match. I mean, it was... That it was emotional. It was unbelievable, and I mean to be able to do that, with you know, I mean, and so I'm, I'm sure for for you guys, for you know, for everyone else who had was following the story, was you know, had, had was invested in it. Like I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. Yeah, I, I guess I don't have feelings. Well, and I think for for going into it and knowing that. Not not I, let me go backtrack. Not having seen as much Boomer, but knowing he was giving up so much size, so much experience, but having seen Dasher the last couple years, especially in those wars with Juan Francisco back when that was what his name was, and seeing just how damn good he is, you knew you were going to get a, an interesting match. Mm-hmm. What I didn't count on was that I was going to get an excellent match. Um, that it was not just going to be like the emotional part of it, but that the match was just going to blow the roof off the place. The match was fantastic. It was unbelievable. Doug, your thoughts? Uh, all the bad dad chants. <laughs> what else was there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many different weird variations of him being a terrible father. Um, when he turned and looked at the crowd and he was just like, <laughs> Maybe if your parents disciplined you better, yeah. you wouldn't have turned into the the spoiled children you are. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Evil so Dasher yeah. is... Evil Dasher's tough. But he and never that, loses he, like he, that that same kind of friendly voice. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Yeah. The only thing that's changed is he's like, I grew up, you didn't. Oh man, that gear is sweet. That mask, mask was mask. holy. Wow. Holy butts. I was, that is some of the best gear I've seen. In a long time. He looked amazing. After Boomer won and he sat down 
And then Boomer went in the corner and he walked up to him and he's like, you earned this and you still can't do it. I was just like, oh, God, I'm wrestling. I love you so much. Oh, my God. That was... Was it, for, for those of us who went to the Cibernetico, match-wise, was that as cathartic physically as watching Missile Assault Man basically stand up to the Hexed Men almost by himself, like four-on-one, for 20 minutes that match, take the beating of beatings, and literally at one point on his knees go, is that all you've got? And we were just like, they're going to kill him. Like, it looked like they were going to kill him. And he just kept coming. And then he hit all those finishers in a row. And I just remember that moment, especially because he legitimately was beaten by the time that match was over. The thing that that I love about Chikara is I never have to compare those moments. Because each one of those moments is so unique to the wrestler themselves and the moment that they're having that there's a story that's being told and that plays out with both that wrestler and every other wrestler they've interacted with throughout the story and in that moment that I can genuinely not answer a question like that because each of those moments was so amazing in the context and I think that that's what great storytelling does or great, you know, like, you know, a and dt moment or D&D in general or a great comic book moment or a great novel or a great movie. Uh, when it's really magical, it's about the story that's being told for that person, by that person, and, and also kind of by everybody else. And, uh... Except for one asshole fan. There was one annoying fan that kept cheering for Dasher the whole time. Uh, I didn't... Now that look, looking back at that, honestly, until you said that, it didn't even enter my I mind. I don't even think I noticed that. Yeah. I, um, I, I actually, uh, that's one thing I would I would say about both shows is those were really super great crowds. Like all the yeah. kind of usual grading kind of uh, one I mean, guy. Well, the the sort of the standard like routines, and then plus the like people trying to get themselves over, kind of make it own about them or whatever. Like there was very little of that. And it was, and the, the the small degree that there was was like so ignorable. He got shouted down quite a bit. It was, it was just great. He kept waiting to find a moment to get himself in there, and I was, yeah. it was just great. Yeah, and and it was oh. super like it was something that I, I expected would be the case with the Chikara show, but I wasn't sure what to expect with the mixtape, and to have it be very like at a similar level both shows was no. fantastic. Also, oh, go ahead. Uh, as I was say, like, the emotion, again, back to the emotion of that match. It's just like every time that, because Dasher was, you know, considerably bigger than Boomer, and every time Dasher chopped him, it just had so much emotion oh, behind oh. it. It's like, bigger guy chopped the small guy, that's your son. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, I know it's like, I know it's a wrestling match, that's what you're supposed to do, but just, it's just, ugh. And he did it with just like this, like this pun, this style of punishing the way he did it. Yeah. Like, he would look at him you, with just this disdain. You just, you could it. yeah, you yeah. could feel it like because he was wearing a mask, you couldn't see it, but it just radiated off like him like Clark this. Feldman's disappointment times one bajillion. It was like the way he walked around him when he would knock him down, like you made me do this, yeah. like you're you are the reason this is going on. This is your fault. It's 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 the it was, it's the hero of their own story. You yeah. know, like Dasher genuinely believed that that's the only way the Boomer's going to survive. Well, and it was really cool because I like going in. It was like. 
it's worrisome because it, it rides a very thin line between, like, storytelling and, like, abuse. And, like, it never, for me at least, crossed... No! You know, and which is no, a amazing. testament to their, their talent as storytellers. And also to kind of not go for a cheap or distasteful... Not that Chikara would do that, but, I mean, it's it would be very easy to just misstep has, at any point. Has there been a better turn in the last, we'll say, three years... Than Dasher Hatfield right now. I don't think that there's been a better turn in the last five or ten years. I can't think of anybody that I'm like, oh, that turn was absolutely magnificent. Because that moment when as a connoisseur of heel turns. That moment when when um Angela said he has to give the belt up and he basically is told, You can give up to whoever you want. They're the interim champion. You get it back when you come back healthy. If they know, still have it. If they still have it. And he looks at Dasher and he says I wouldn't give this to anybody else but you. Like, you're my... You're my number one guy. You're my sister's cousin, brother. You're my loves. <laughs> and he gives it to him, and he's and he looks down, and he's, like, holding it. And there's just this moment where you're like, this can go one of two ways real quick. And the more he holds on to that belt, and that finally when Angelo said he comes back, and he hands it back to him, and he just holds on to it, you're like, oh, no. I, I see. I was like, "Oh yes," <laughs> and, and, but then it turns into like this thing of it doesn't turn into like, "Well, it's mine now." I did. It, it turned into yeah, it's not a full. You're not snap ready. You're not over. ready. You need to show you're ready. The doctor may say you're ready, but but I looked in your eyes. This belt is important. It's important for our family. Yep. You're not ready. Well, then to transition from that into how that directly impacted his family, <laughs> that's. Molly McCoy, I will oh, never God. forgive you. Oh man, <laughs> I will never forgive you. Well, and you the whole time have always said Angelo Setti way better heel, way better heel. But he as no. the face against and Dasher was great. As the guy coming back and trying to get what he thought was taken from him, I thought was very good. It wasn't near as good as his pseudo Colossus and the Hexmen, yeah. because that was okay. apex healing. That's but. the best. Uh, I mean, I said that about Angelo Setti, and I think Dasher Hatfield is better heel than Angelo Setti has ever been a face or a heel. So, <laughs> tough nuts. Um, the the finish of the match, I want to touch on that real quick because yeah. it was it was amazing. Um, I know we Ben and I just recently watched NXT, um, the the last takeover, and I, I I get tired of the twenty million false finishes. I mean, so like after the first five, I'm just kind of exhausted and I don't care anymore. Someone didn't have that. It's just the tension at the end of the match was insane. I think it finished with like a super uh, um, Dasher giving a superplex off the top rope to to Boomer, and then having Boomer um, basically kind of roll over him and and get him back into the guillotine, which they had been teasing the whole time. Oh, they been, so he'd been putting him in the that. guillotine the whole time. And he kept <laughs> switching like how he had the guillotine. Uh, he would go arm over, and then he would go. Full arms through, and you know, he kept like, changing and his just hold. the visual because Boomer is so, so small yeah. comparatively. It was such an unreal visual, and, and it's a perfect little guy's move. That's whenever I hear from certain people like, "Oh, little guy can never beat a guy that big with a chokehold." Ne- yeah. He can never beat a big big guy. Never going to get beat by a chokehold. Uh, as a big guy, bullshit. Um, it doesn't matter how how uh, big another guy is. If his hand goes in your neck, you're going to go to sleep, or you're going to have to tap out. Yep. Earlier in the match, um, when one of the times he had him in the guillotine, um, 
uh, Dasher got out of it by just dumping himself and his son out of the ropes. That was awesome. And that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of just both tumbled right Pure out of desperation. The ring. Yep. So when he finally got it cinched in the middle of the ring, everyone's just going crazy. I, myself, I me and Prime Firefly, were also just yelled, screaming, tap at the top of their lungs, and it was just, it was the perfect timing. He tapped, and it was just pure exhilaration <laughs> when the bell rings. <laughs> and it wasn't like some fancy finisher or anything. It was just the thing, the story they'd been telling the whole time. What? And it was completion. crazy too because Tailors, it's like you you have that, and then you think like, okay. The roller coaster ride has come to an end, and no, no, it, no. <laughs> who wants to go on another round, yeah. guys? Because holy poop, there was so many more—not oh. twists and turns are the wrong word, but just gut-wrenching emotional. Traumas. Tries to walk away, and Bryce won't let him, and the chair in the ring, and you know, and he take won't the do mask it. off. He won't do it. He can't do it. Can't take his dad's identity, and then. Uh, just rips his own mask off and throws it at him. And then Molly comes in with the throws the towel on his head. I'm never gonna forget it. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he's he's won. He, he's done what he said to do, and he's left, and it's the hollowest of victories. That's why I looked at Cassandra, and she was just like, "It was so sad." And I was like, "I warned you." <laughs> it's super sad. It's <laughs> like, Cassandra, like, that, that I warned you. Chikara is famous for doing this. It's crazy. It's where like, they will hit you with these shows. Where it is a gut punch. It's crazy. It's like the biggest win of his career is like the worst moment of his life. That's bananas. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, Chikara. Can we take a short break and talk about NXT real quick? Oh, we gotta do we gotta do mini. We'll take what NXT. Oh, I just man. really want to talk about it real quick. I gotta I, I gotta bone the couple NXT, TakeOver, 25, meh. I didn't watch it. I, I was also, I, I was a meh. I, yeah. it, I can't tell if it's, I can't tell if it's because it was worse of a show, or just that we kept on coming off of our Chikara high and our storytelling high. <laughs> Hotbot and I watched it together, and so Riddle Strong was good. I mean, it was real good. Yep. Was it a strong showing? It was a strong showing. Very strong. Um... I wish Roddy would have went over, but whatever. Breeze and Dream just felt real off, and the booking was real weird. Um, just the way the the finish was real weird. Yeah, it was weird. The tag team match was great, except for there was a huge portion <laughs> in the middle where third part of Forgotten Sons came out, and they booked him like he was Braun fucking Strowman. Mm. He basically beat up like everybody. It. I didn't like the Forgotten Sons. So then it took. It's like a weird white supremacy. I don't know what it is about. I can never. Then it took six guys to beat that guy. One guy up with a ladder, throw him up out of the ring, and then he just kept getting up. Then he missed almost. He almost missed. He barely caught (laughs) Montez Ford. As we barely caught. As we learned from fighting the Hydra, they should have used fire damage. Yes. Kyle Riley. Riley like got murdered multiple times. I don't mean like. I don't mean like a little work. Murder. I mean like 
hurt himself. Did you see the pictures of his back? Yeah, like, it was real bad. <laughs> after the oh. Hey guys, I'm hurt real bad. Um, Bobby Fish was in a sling at the end of the show. <laughs> so, I mean, those two were torn up. The, old, the the biggest thing I'll say about the ladder match was the ending was fin- was bananas. It was fantastic. I'm, I'm super happy for the, the Street Profits. I mean, the, especially like Angelo Dawkins has been de- for, there for so long and to finally get his due. Is he so hit a spear th- between the ladder that was looked amazing the way they shot it. And then the moment they hit the spear, because it's coming right at you, the camera pans up because the other Forgotten Son is climbing. And Montez Ford springboards off the top rope onto the ladder and there's just probably what like a second to two seconds where they both just look at each other like (laughs) (laughs) and it just comes off perfectly and then he knocks him off the ladder and that's the end of the but i feel like montez ford does not get enough credit as an aerialist he's crazy unbelievable he is so next level and like you i don't hear much about him which is it's super weird you take that entire middle part out Mm -hmm. and that match is great Beyond so Bobby, just, beyond Bobby Fish, it was just it was just overbooked. Yeah, beyond like Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley getting hurt re- repetitively. The um, like I said, Breeze and Dream was was that the one that had a ref bump in it? There was some match that had a ref bump in it. It seems like it didn't need to. Maybe it was well, the main event too. The main event, yeah. The ladies' match wasn't terrible. It just was not that good. I heard that their chemistry was a little weird. I did. Was it just me or, or did? Io Shirai looked real nervous. Mm, I don't know about that. It's a big but, moment for her. Um, Basil looked great, and the, and the closing stretch of that match, the last like two minutes were fantastic. I heard their run in was pretty great. The run in was really good. Yeah, Candice LeRae's run in was. was <laughs> and and as Jack and I were talking, I was like, that is the last person I'd want to fuck with based upon all the PWG. Yeah, she almost caught one of those women in the head. Yeah, she times. was swinging she that like, stick. I'm for swinging the this one. If your head gets in the way. Yeah, you better duck. I gave you a chance. <laughs> But the all the exchanges in and out of the Coquina Clutch were great. Um, but the main event was, oh my gosh. It was like someone had watched a PWG match between those two from like six years ago and said, yeah, we're going to do that, but times ten. Because we've got to do it better here. In what sense? It was just, there were probably 30 super kicks. And there were... He probably hit the... Um, he just finished her at least three times. Yeah, the Panama Sunrise at least three times. At least once on the four. Yep. And like, that he didn't get a pinfall out of it. Um, it. It was just... It was so much... It was like watching your brother and you play a video game version of wrestling. Let's not bring up the Kofi dance. <laughs> <laughs> if you are perfectly evenly matched. Um, it was ridiculous. And it was about 10 minutes too long it just it it wasn't good like I, at the end of it we were both like it was good i heard like very different reviews like people have really either loved it or hated it i love the both those guys in it no no like the entire uh, show like you guys uh, took a hard crap uh, but i heard some people like really really enjoyed it, I, so. if i had to give it like a letter grade it's a it's a c and oh, i'm really I, and I don't expect that from him uh, from NXT. To me, NXT barely ever is below a, a B plus. A C? Yeah. You basically talked about all those matches like they were B matches or A matches, though. C plus wow. compared to every other NXT takeover we've seen. I, I I don't think the women's match was anything to compared write home to about. WrestleMania. 
Like, I, I, I assume you say, I'm assuming you think this was better than WrestleMania. Nah. Yeah, so okay. we're, just, we're, just, we're comparing it's NXT it's to itself. We're not, it's, 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 it's on the island of its own. Yeah. Uh, are the masses? Before he slipped there? Um, well, I mean, no, it's, not, I, it's not better than WrestleMania like that. Next Strong and Riddle was really good. The tag team match, though, that three minutes in the middle killed it. It was real bad. I mean, it was Vince bad. Okay, I believe you. So, and I did. I believe, <laughs> you don't have to convince me of your. Well, grade. I'm just I'm saying just you're saying. you're like you're telling me like. I, you're, Sorry, you're, I tuned out for a minute. Was it bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I don't. I thought it was extremely mediocre, and that which I am shocked by because especially coming back off of AEW putting on what they put on, I thought they would be guns blazing out of that, or because they didn't, they weren't good at a Raw and they SmackDown wasn't that much better. I don't know. I mean. Triple H at the end said, like, this is a statement show. And, I mean, I don't think it was as strong of a statement considering, like, everything that was going on and based on, like, your guys' review. It, it also surprises me. But, I, you know, I need to watch that. I still need to watch the rest of AEW. I need to watch... I need to watch, watch a lot of wrestling. I, I feel like I watched a lot of wrestling, and now I feel like I need to watch more yeah. wrestling. I actually want to watch uh, <laughs> Scotch Miss back. Me too. Um, which I prefer... Let's have a Scotch Miss party with Scotch. We should do that. And Sierra I, Mist. I, 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 I was going to say, I, pre- I prefer it to Sierra Mist, actually. Yeah. But, the, um, but actually, because one thing we didn't cover was, Airwolf jumped over our heads! Oh, yes, yes, that's true. Holy crap. Let's talk about that when we come back. We'll talk about the Mindy Weekend we come, and we'll talk about the joy of Airwolf and the Airwolf on Hell Dorado uh, uh, wipers that I, I bought. <laughs> okay. this during uh during our chicago experience airwolf yeah flight uh so as we as we mentioned uh the uh the trios match uh featuring the minnesota wrecking zoo versus the produce wheel was a hoot i mean it was fun from top to bottom there were great spots the the, it was probably the best mouse spot you've seen from wildcat or any uh all the all the the treats coming out of the bag, like, oh, you know, gosh, yeah. don't you threaten me with a good time, <laughs> uh, was super great. Uh, but toward the end of the match, uh, things spilled to the outside, as they are wont to do, uh, on our end of, of the crowd. And, like, suddenly, Airwolf's, like, on stage, like, behind us, and the angle keeps changing. changing. So we're, like, moving and moving, and he just does a, like, a tope, I tope yeah. over our heads onto the Proteus wheel. I sort of feel like that. And it was amazing. I also sort of feel like that might have been slightly like, yeah, I know those assholes over there. I'm going <laughs> to jump over them. <laughs> Whatever like it, it was, it was a magical moment. 
Uh, we ducked correctly, yes. so I felt, I felt proud about, about that. None of us got hit. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just a really, it was one of the many cool moments yeah. of, of the show. Yeah. Uh, many cool moments for Mindy Wrestling coming up. Weeks full. The, the last couple weeks have been chock full. Like during the week, weekends, multiple shows, multiple days, just got done. Congratulations to First Wrestling again Whew. for pulling off two like four hour plus shows uh yeah. open streets minneapolis on lindale at uptown at Pro- grand old days grand old days gonna happen whether you want it or not son yeah probably the first time that's ever been pulled off here in minnesota wrestling <laughs> so congrats if, guys if not the satukant um uh temple of wrestling this wednesday the temple of Aaron synagogue mitzvah mayhem baby the north american nwa champion colt cabana also he's got a star of david championship i don't know I don't know where that's from, but he's got he it. He won it. Um, I believe he beat David Starr for it last year. They have like a match yes. on yeah. the East Coast every year for the Star of David Championship. It's like oh, all yeah. the he, he's there. All the Jewish wrestlers. Also, uh, Rory Gulak yep. will be in town. Yeah. That's super exciting. Chris Masters or whatever his uh, non Chris Masters name is. Mass Christers. Mass Christers. Yeah. Uh, Eric Cannon, uh, the one and only Russell Palooza champion. Airwolf is going to be there. Flying over people's heads. Uh, but not uh, ours. Yeah, a mitzvah uh, to them. We'll be D&D teeing uh, because we've got plenty of first wrestling coming up and plenty of first wrestling we've been at recently. Uh, amazing to have midweek opportunities. Absolutely. Um, trying different things. Thank you, Pop Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's such a cool thing to see because, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, like the sort of... We we have a, a a bounty of promotions here in Minnesota, which means contrary that, to what some people think, <laughs> which uh, means that most <laughs> most weekends there are competing competing shows. Not yeah. not that they're necessarily intending to do so, but you know you you kind of it's kind of feels like well there's so much why not spread it out over the week? And I know that's not traditional to wrestling, but to see yeah Wednesday shows Thursday shows. A Tuesday Friday show, maybe? What? what? We can film it. Um, we also have uh, Friday night, System Overload, Showtime Championship, back at the Fraternal Order of the Eagles, 287 on the Mother Lovin' Maria Avenue, St. Paul, Minnesota. Doors at 6, Bell Time at 7, Cal Creek defending his championship. Uh, this is an interesting one. Levy Cruz and JDX both have won... Uh, heavyweight championship opportunities, both cashing it in on the same oh. night. I don't know if he's defending it twice, or if, or if something uh, else is happening uh, on that one. A championship uh, so nice, he had to defend it twice. Yeah, baby. Uh, tickets are ten bucks. Venue cash only. Don't forget, Cal Creed's gonna be defending that heavyweight championship. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, they have some great, inexpensive beverages at, at that. They do. Eagles they really club, do. So take advantage. Uh, or don't. Happy birthday to Josh Caliso. Yeah, happy birthday to Josh Caliso. Big ups. Uh, Jossa and Dion Russman taking on the Flip Bros, Airwolf and Angel Dorado on that one. Future, Future Clash Championship defense number five by Karanoia. The challenger? The system. Ooh. Your thoughts, Doug? He's the one that looks like Ric Flair, right? A uh, very skinny <laughs> Ric Flair. It's just the hair, really. Yes, it's a hair. hair. And hair. and the robe that says New Age Nature Boy. And the violin. Kick his ass, Kara. Does Rick do That's that? All yeah, he does it all the time. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a new thing. Like well, he's strutting. He's, yeah. he's, he's playing the violin. Yeah. It, uh, it helps him keep its cadence. Frontman Jossie taking on Devon Monroe. Ooh. Very interesting matchup. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, also on the card, also signed Heavy Metal Lore, Kyle Pro, Devlin Kane. 
I think that might be his first St. Paul appearance it might be. for Showtime. Brandon Gore, Shane Black, no relation. That will be Friday night. And then Saturday, two shows. Um, we have both an afternoon show out at the fairgrounds, Northern Lights Wrestling, uh, the St. Paul um, Summer Beer Fest. It's going to be Maru, got Rock Solid Russ, King Leonidas, Defender of the West, Sailor to the East, Driver to the North, Mouth of the South, Mouth of the South, <laughs> uh, Leonard Leonard Literacy on that one, Spider Baby, uh, Mr. Entertainment, Ty Cooper, um, a gentleman with very creepy eyes, and um, the best. Yeah, I, don't the, I don't know who that is. All the beer you'll need there. No available. Doubt. No doubt. Um, and then the season finale, Midwest All Star Wrestling presents. You can't take it with you back at the historic Mounds Theater. Uh, five big matchups there: Renaissance Revolution and Kerosene going best two out of three falls. Uh, there's a spot on the line for their um, look at the draw pay per view. James Tapia making his return against Von Monroe. Ooh. Uh, or Casino Show. Casino, Casino Show. Show. Sorry. Um, well, hey, who knows? I don't know. Paper spin. No. We're, we're a little out of the loop. Um, and then uh, we also will have uh, the finals of the Prospect Cup tournament. Yeah. Uh, elimination by pinfall, submission, or points elimination. Uh, Levy Cruz, King Spriggle Style, Damon Spriggle, The System, New Age Nature Boy, Paul Verk, 99 Problems, but Verk ain't one. Big BJ Seastrom, the enigmatic wild card, uh, Jerry Allricher, and... We're, we're all richer. richer. We are. We're all richer. We're having. Hey, that, uh, that was a like poor. That was a poor lead-in. Oh wait. Uh, you know what I'm most excited about actually is seeing is finally seeing the prospect cup itself. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's gonna be great. Uh, Scott Story also out to address the fans and lay out his plans for an MAW without Airwolf. <laughs> Beat him in the best <laughs> of five series last uh, last month at the. Uh, Laying out an agenda. Months. Yeah. And well, then, you know you need a plan going forward. And if there's one man who has a plan for MAW... Scott's story. It's Scott's story. Uh, next chapter being written. Come and see it. And then in the main event, starting the season, uh, or ending the season like we started, uh, Dark Prophecy, Oof. Triple Threat, Orinvite, Dark Prophet, Wizard King, Mr. MAW, putting the title online. You know, he said they'd climb the ladder of success together. What he did not tell them is he'd be throwing both of them off of it at the end. Yeah, um, it, it's yeah. implied. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Riley Jackson, Young Gun, Real McCoy, JDX, Triple Threat, Letter Match, Main Event, Saturday, June 8th. You can't take it with you. Historic Mounds Theater. But you know King your Beard. Yep. Yeah, King hey, Beard. King Beard. Anybody? King Beard. King Beard. <laughs> you know, I've usurped the throne finally. You know, we say you can't take it with you, but fans, remember that all your favorite wrestlers, along with MAW itself, will have merchandise available, and you can take that. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was, <laughs> that was great. So go out there, check it out. Wednesday, yep. first wrestling, Friday, showtime, Saturday, Northern Lights Wrestling and MAW. Um, go out, support your favorite wrestlers, support your favorite heel turn radio personalities. Support uh, your least favorite wrestlers, too. And your least favorite heel turn radio personalities. So, speaking King. of, I'm the beard. <laughs> oh, oh now, now it's okay? Now it's okay that I'm the least favorite. I didn't say that. 
I said speaking of, and then I introduced oh. myself. <laughs> I was trying Would to Would you like to spill water in my face, too? Wow. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Wow. He's King Ginger. That's Hot Bug, Dougalicious, and he is Mr. M.A.W.'s Ultimate Warrior. That's true. And we are here in the mud pit. We gone 90 minutes, pillar to post. This is episode 194, Where's the Beef? And we'll see you at the shows. Plus we not going to post one time. Like It's like the new Perkins. I'm getting tired of it. Wow. Old Chicago. I didn't see shit there about you, JDX. Knocked his ass out and kissed him on the cheek. Huh? He fucked up just by thinking I was sweet. Huh? I run the city, might have thought I was some cleats. Huh? You never heard someone like this upon the beat. Huh? Tootie fruity, the booty duty is jury duty. Moody foodies, jacuzzis is filled with bougie booties. All of this money don't know how to count it, man. I think I need a computer. I can't live in deep, man. I live at the funeral. I got no need for a shooter. Yeah! I'm getting bigger, getting bigger, huh? Yeah! Do you want to reconsider, huh? Yeah! Lost control of a killer, huh? Yeah! I'm getting bigger, getting bigger, huh? The whole label drug dealers, huh? Dealers, huh? If you build it, homie, they will come. They will come. If you turn it up, then save me some. Save me some. Drive down to get your ego on. I don't care for boring people. I think you're lame. I only politic with goons while out the.